Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. Welcome to That Davis Show. I am Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis. And of course, the executive producer of the show, Ryan Bukabeski. You can follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski one on Instagram. Uh, listen, we got a lot of topics to jump into today. We got a tasty off top and I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but we definitely have to talk about baseball here in Chicago on the north side and south side. I talk about how we feel about TLR and that's Tony La Russa. Your guy. His vibe crashing ass. A little bit about Bears OTAs. You know, definitely uh, have to jump into that and uh, mandatory mini camps and the Bulls being eliminated from the playoffs and also some of the play in games. I was watching um, the Memphis Grizzly game um, before I started recording one of several shows tonight. (laughs) One of a million. Yeah, so uh, I gotta, I'm going to get back to that as soon as uh, Ryan and I have completed. But I'm always lucky enough to be joined by one Ryan Bukovsky, uh holding this show down. If you enjoy what we bring into you, this dude is doing a tremendous job. Uh, so, Ryan, my, my friend and my partner in crime, let us go off top. Off top. Hey, I, 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 I didn't know Kwame Brown was like this. All right. Like, wow. Listen, the receipts this this man is pulling. I mean, and this is not even that. Our only person. No, okay. Everybody, Kwame Brown, uh, first overall pick by the Washington Wizards some 20 odd years ago, basically. Uh, in the same, just for, for, for Bulls references, in the same draft that uh, brought the Bulls, uh, Chan, I mean, uh, uh, Tyson Chandler and, and then Eddie uh, uh, Curry. Uh, Eddie was drafted by the Bulls. Tyson Chandler was in a, a draft day trade with for Elton Brand with the Clippers. Uh, and the reason that the following season, um, Amari Stoudemire went like 10 because those three players did not play well their rookie season. People was like, nah, this rookie stuff isn't going to work. Right. It's like, it's funny how that ended up hurting Amari Stoudemire and Amari came crashing into the league. Go ahead. You got it. What was it? Dwight Howard. And Dwight. Go ahead. No, it was Dwight Howard. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. You got to bring up the Kwame Brown trade from the Lakers. That's another Bulls connection. That's the one I always think of with Kwame Brown because how off, how hard were the Bulls trying to get Paul Gasol? And then the Lakers give up Marcus Gasol, Kwame Brown, and like a couple first rounders. And Marcus Gasol right. was a nobody at the time. At that the time, a brother a, right. of Paul Gasol. And he just traded him away and gifted those Lakers all those championships. Like, what, what do you want with Kwame Brown? Dude, dude. Hold up. So then uh, Gilbert Arenas is on the All the Smoke. Is it All the Smoke the podcast, I believe? On a sh- on Showtime with uh, Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes. Um, I've, I've definitely seen some episodes, uh, particularly the one there in Chicago. I've definitely found it enjoyable. I watched the Kobe episode. I've at least watched four or five episodes. I, and it's not a diss to them. It's, I, it's hard for me to, to continually watch most things sports related that's not involving us because it's a lot of stuff that's really going on for the most part. And I don't even do that in a way I need to. So anyway, uh, Gilbert Arenas was on there and I guess he started talking about 
uh, his time with the Washington Wizards with Kwame Brown and kind of brought us some stories that initially Kwame took it as Gilbert didn't want him out on the court and he didn't want to throw him the ball because, quote unquote, uh, Kwame has small hands, basically saying that he can't necessarily catch the ball and necessarily put it in hoop. And Kwame was like, live it up. But Kwame's, Kwame was coming back from injury with his hands and said that he told Gilbert Arenas, don't give me the ball, you know, saying like that because I can't get it right now because I'm, I'm, I'm not 100 percent. Anyway, uh, Matt Barnes and, uh, and Steven Jackson, I guess they go in and talk about, I guess, Kwame being a bus. Kwame sees this, hears this, and snaps this past weekend uh, and, and just went on a rant on YouTube um, just talking about he'll kick all their asses, uh, the type of men that he believes they are, uh, saying that, you know, that they're puppets and stuff of that nature. And then a second ago, and again, I didn't know that I'm out the loop. I'm still kind of out the loop from Bears draft. I haven't fo- – today was like – the maybe yesterday was the first day – that I watched news all like usually I'll have on the news in the background. You know what I'm saying? For the most part. Uh, but I've been all sports. Um, but I, so I've kind of gotten back to that, but I'm out of the, the, the news of anything that's infamy right now. Like, like Kwame Brown. So we, me and Ryan just watched a clip on Twitter. Cause I was trying to look for my off top. And then Ryan popped in the room. I was in the room. I went to Twitter and Kwame's in the truck. We all know by now Kwame's truck. Kwame, the country boy, and I dismissed call it. Kwame's truck. Kwame's truck, is, and he's going in on that. Though now, not really Gil, but Stephen and Stephen Jackson, uh, Matt Barnes, and Charlemagne the God. Uh, he's saying some inflammatory stuff about that. We we've kind of heard some of the some of the stuff. I don't know facts and not facts. I haven't studied the stuff to know, and I'm not going to repeat it right here. Um, but yeah, Kwame boy is not the one. I mean, I've never seen. A quote on Carson Kwame made this. I mean, he's a bust because of how high he was drafted. Unfortunately, that's just right. the truth of the matter. But anybody that can make it to the NBA is shouldn't it sh- is a, is is a winner in life for the period. If you, let alone if you can get drafted first. And Kwame, man, I think that second year or third year, his skills started to show. Um, it was kind of like, oh, so we did, we didn't get the right one out of these three guys. Not saying that it was like he was, but you start to see his ability in the post, you, his athleticism. He was, he, to be that size, he was very quick. Um, but uh, yeah, he went in on all of those guys, Charlemagne in particular. It talked about how people are saying that he's being violent by just uh, voicing his opinion. And I saw Matt Barnes earlier today. I, I so I am, and I have been paying attention. I watched him on Instagram talk about. You know, Kwame, uh, I, I'm down with I'm down with the foolery. All right. If you want a box, we're going to be in Atlanta. We can box before, after, during the show. Uh, but basically saying, let's come out like men and talk about it. But also implying that you, I'm not scared of you. Matt Barnes is like, don't think I'm scared of you like some of these other guys. Man, because I don't know if you read Gilbert Arenas' uh, Twitter post, but he's Gilbert Arenas is basically like, I don't want no smoke with Kwame Brown. My face isn't built like that. I've seen him crush <laughs> bouncers jaws. Right. He's like, my face isn't built to take on that type of that type of blast from a fist of a Kwame Brown. But come to find out, we didn't listen. Kwame in NBA circles. Physical wise, Kwame Brown is Charles Oakley. It seems like as far as you don't play with Kwame Brown, it seems like. Um, wow. 
Kwame, it's the Kwame we didn't know. I mean, and, then, and the thing is, then uh, Matt Barnes was talking, and it was a great point he said. He said, don't think these people love you because everybody wants you to be on their show, and they're hitting you up, and on Instagram, you, you or I don't know if he said Instagram or whatever, you gained 30,000 followers since this started. He said, you know, they don't love you, and they don't love me. They're just always here for the drama, right? Which is a valid point. Um, I think all of them are going to come to some – I think it's going to die down. I don't know what they're going to come to because Kwame is, he's pulling car. Listen, he's pulling fouls. We said this, this, this thing we used to say back in the nineties, like, man, let, let me pull your file real quick. Basically saying I'm about to tell, don't let me tell your business out here. Right? Like I got stuff. You don't want me to put this out in the streets. Right? So we used to call it pulling the foul. Sometimes we acted out be like, hmm. <laughs> Kwame is out here yanking fouls at the ca- the back of the cabinet, man. I mean, like, damn, we didn't know that. Uh, this has been entertaining to a certain degree, even though I, I hate it um, to see brothers out here going at it like that, especially successful brothers. Kwame Brown is a millionaire. He's successful and he's happy. So it doesn't really matter what you think because he didn't have this. Fair, <sighs> Go ahead. And to be fair for Kwame, like he took abuse for years about yes. being a bust. Like that's going to that's gonna mess up anybody. Quite frankly, right. especially when you're a basketball player that takes a ton of pride in your ability to play basketball and you just hear how you suck and you're a bust all timer. Yeah, you're probably coming at some people if they're bringing and you on top up. of that to just to, to use a caveat. He's a kid straight from high school. All those kids. First of all, the hit rate on uh, prep to pros is extremely high in the NBA. People, I remember we uh, me and my friends or back in the days we ran down the list of like the 40 guys that went from high school to the pros, man, like only three of them were legit busts. And w- this is what I mean by busts. Cause Kwame actually, but if using the standard that I use then isn't a bust. If you lasted in the league for 10 years, like somebody like um, Al Harrington, I think Al Harrington was a, 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 a pro, a prep to pros player. Now Al Harrington is a hall of famer. And I mean, people know that, you know, you, you can get you some, some good rep wreck out of how Harold Harrington, but Al Harrington had a lengthy NBA career. So any of those guys that lasted like, cause guys, guys don't necessarily from their trap, their draft position uh, went out, but they, you still went out. If those players stayed in the league, it may not help that team, but they showed that they're professional pros and they know the NBA and they know how to handle themselves in the NBA. Kwame Brown to that standard isn't a bust, but when you're that high and you, you never end up kind of threatening to be an all-star. Yes, you, we have, we can use that term, but as far as in life, again, the man is a millionaire. He says he's happy. So he's one in life and that's more important than playing in the NBA. Yeah, I uh, I'm on Team Kwame, but maybe got to take it a little easy throwing around all these allegations all over the it's place. It's a lot of allegations being thrown. It's a lot of fouls being pulled. Yeah, he's talking about pulling out witnesses. Like, and these are the dark, heavy files where it's like in the basement when you like ask the librarian, like, where is this? Oh, you got to go to the records down below. <laughs> Right, right. We don't these even let files. sunlight go through. Exactly. That's about to say, wait, these are the files that the light only comes on when you're in that zone down right. there. Like you can't turn on the lights all down here in the basement. The, the, these lights only come on when you walk from zone to zone. So it's dark. And then you have the, those bookshelves where you have to will the thing to open right. up the place where you right. <laughs> right. And it's, it's I'm imagining where it's like all the lights have like the little string to pull. Oh. And like you see one light on if you walk down there and you're like, oh, 
crap, someone else is here. <laughs> right, right. So, dude, these are man, Kwame went full. He's not having it. Listen, I'll be honest with you. He's probably not the one. All right. He's probably just li- let him be, leave him alone and keep going. You, 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 you don't need this smoke. Right. And I'm getting it'll die down. People are going to stop. People may. Sometimes you never know in this social media world how someone could just become a star. Like, imagine if Kwame Brown becomes a star off of social media after not having the NBA career that he dreamt of all those years, but he turns up and becomes like a social media darling ends up. Listen, did we mess around? If Dan Orlowski can be on in, in, in the NFL, I mean, on the ESPN doing the NFL, Kwame Brown could be up there talking basketball on somebody's show or platform too. All right. If we're going to go off of the type the type of career that you had. Just make sure you yell a lot. That's Dan's strategy. Always works. Always got to get some yelling in. Stephen A. Smith taught us that. Which <laughs> also he went, Steve, he went out, always yell at all he times. Went after, yell. He went after Stephen A. Smith too, basically saying that he would he, he would hurt that man. And Matt Barnes came to Stephen A. Smith defense and said Stephen A. Smith is almost sixty. Man, fight me. You don't need to be trying to fight Stephen A. Smith or whatever. But yeah, that this has been unfortunately entertaining. Uh, Man, man, my people. Unfortunately, my people. Unfortunately, it's been sometimes seeing the, how the donuts, I mean, how the hot dogs are being made is, 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 is entertaining. But in, at the end of the day, you really wish you didn't watch something like that. And I mean, I hate seeing my peeps out here like this, but it is what it is. I don't know why. The thing with the small hands, I can't throw you the ball. Like, this isn't baseball. What? How small the hands are we got here? I can't throw you a basketball? The Dave like the Craig. The Dave Craig of the NBA, basically. All right. Yeah, just a little. It's like Robin from Teen Titans Go. Uh, Just the tiny, tiny hands, right? Oop it. Oop it. Are you nuts? (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. It's time to talk a little bit about the boys of summer uh, here in Chicago with how the Cubs and how the Sox are doing. Um, Let's go to your side of town. You let me know necessarily how the Cubs have been because I haven't. I haven't probably watched the Cubs in a few days. I would say, um, I've been t- so, I've been kind of busy. Uh, unfortunately, the runs have been coming in, but the uh, I, maybe not every game. They've definitely had some close ones, like Cleveland. They had a really close one against Shane Bieber, and I think even the next day, and it was kind of a disappointing series against the Indians. And uh, looking at their series with the Nationals. They've been playing pretty well so far. I know that they're playing uh, right now, and it's not looking so good for them. But, you know, the Cubs, I think they're just trying to hold the ship right now and figure out this pitching situation because it's some of these starters really have to step up a little bit more. And the bullpen's given away a couple games. The hitting has been somewhat consistent, still a little inconsistent. But overall, I think you're pretty happy if you're Mm -hmm. the Cubs and David Ross. And, you know, you're staying afloat in the division. It's a very winnable division. They're not in first place, but that's okay. They're right around 500, which I think is fine for right now because of the division that they're in. So, you know, things aren't bad. You're kind of hoping for a little bit more consistency out of the pitching in general. And if they were to get that with how they've been a little bit more clutch and certainly having guys like Sogard, Duffy, and we talked about this before, they've added a few pieces to the lineup where you're actually getting contact. It's not all swings and misses all the time. And it's really reflecting and how often. 
exit uh, angles and uh, uh, exit rate. Yeah, I mean, the launch yeah. angle is done. Launch angle is what I was trying to say. Yeah, I mean, angles. even uh, Chris Bryant's not doing the launch angle anymore, and he was one of the poster childs of the launch angle. And, you know, he just needs to keep playing great, hopefully stay healthy and in the lineup. But I, I don't mind where the Cubs are at right now. They might have to make a move, though, for a pitcher at some point if they want to get serious about being a playoff team or a playoff contender this year. But I think that's down the road. That's a that's a trade deadline. Type. What, what do you want them? So if they're in a situation, do you want them to go out and get a pitcher and then give up future assets? Or what would you prefer for them to do? Unfortunately, I think I'd prefer them to just stay pat and not give away prospects. I'm with you. They haven't had a farm system like we've seen. Obviously, that makes sense. You know, the kids come up and they're really good players. And now you don't have as good of players. But the Cardinals have been the poster child and what the Cubs have trying to get to. You know, maybe they don't always have the top prospects in their system, but it seems like whenever they call somebody up, they can play mm. a little bit for you. And that hasn't been the case for the Cubs. Maybe a little bit with the pitching. I know a few years after the World Series, it was a lot of drafting pitchers, drafting pitchers, building the pitching infrastructure, basically to pair around this hitting. And especially if you were going to sign a bunch of guys to long-term deals, you needed the cheap pitching to get you over the hump, if you will, in terms of contention. And so the the kids, I think, in the system on the pitching side are coming up. Edward Alzale is is your main jewel right there right now. But uh, I, I'm I'm not into giving away a bunch of assets. But it would be interesting. But who's available? Because if let's say you've got a one year rental guy, and you wouldn't say. have to give up too much, that right. would be very interesting. Yeah, I was thinking that 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 would probably be. Uh, the best way to go about it, if you could just give up someone, like someone that the team may think is interesting, or even one of your guys who's on one year that hasn't necessarily performed well for you, and the team's looking to see that if they put him in a different situation, maybe he could get it going. Um, that's probably what I would want them to do, since we know how long a rebuild could take, and this looks like it may not be a reload; it may end up being a rebuild. So, partially, I would say if you can get a guy, and not really give up someone that you really believe. But listen, that guy, we'll talk about this guy later you never know that guy could turn into uh fernando tatis jr that you right. thought just you just oh we're gonna give up for james shield this guy's not nobody <laughs> or whatever which is another reason i'm mad at tony uh, larusa for mentioning his name who should not have been spoken especially oh, in a situation yeah not really, that. really really son like you don't i know you ain't been around these parts all right but you need to know some certain, certain certain things and there's a certain straightening all right, there's going to have to take away for you to know what the hell is going on. But back to your Cubbies, you know what I'm saying? It would be interesting to see if they can pull it off. And what, they're second in the division right now, right? Yeah, last I saw I, that they were third, I hadn't checked. They were third. So they only they only moved to third like about two. It had to be in the last couple of days because right. they were and second like four or five days ago. Actually, they are second. They're two and okay. a half games out of St. Louis. And that's, yeah. that's the thing. Like the rest of the division, 500 or worse. St. Louis is 24 and 18. Like you're fine right now. I'm, I'm happy with where they're at right now. Like you're yeah. contending. Things are looking still like you can have a positive, you know, they haven't had, they've had a couple good stretches, but they haven't put together like one amazing week. And I would say every year since the world series, they've, tantalized us with at least one week or two weeks of like that elite caliber baseball. And that might be enough for them to kind of just get stuck up at the top of the division and kind of stay up there. And if you look at run differential, 
The Cardinals are plus 17. The Cubs are plus five. So, I mean, you're right there. You're right there with basically how St. Louis is performing. And they haven't even played each other. If you win those head-to-head matchups, like it's a the Sox beating the Twins, who are really probably the only competition later on down the road, maybe Cleveland, we'll see. But the Twins were at least pegged to be their competition. You're kind of waving bye-bye, especially by beating them up. Well, I mean, I feel you, but it seems like our manager probably isn't happy about that. No. Um, no. Listen, when you we, we took took two out of two two out of I mean two out of three from the Twins, uh, lost the yesterday's game when the, the Yerman was thrown at and Tony Russo was like at a boy to the Twins for throwing at him, <laughs> um, but blew their asses out the game before and Yerman was saying clueless the, man exactly. Throw at him. And Yerman, maybe um, if you throw at his face, he'll get a clue. <laughs> Put an exclamation point on it that night with uh, taking that f- that that Ephus ball to center field out of out of the park. Um, listen, I'm happy you think with Jermaine missed the sign on purpose. After the no, coolest? I don't think he missed it on purpose. I think he was like, "I'm about to rake." That's the thing too. I love the unity of Sox fans. I try to not get on Tony LaRusso. I was not. When he didn't know the rule as far as extra innings, I did not come down on him hard, all right? Because I knew that Sox Nation was going to come down on him hard and that we had to give him a second to kind of fill things out, and unfortunately, we still do. But but the fact that he doesn't know rules and he's speaking on un, un, uh, unwritten rules and the fact that this is what I was really getting to, Yuri Mercedes is a 28-year-old rookie. Dude, in two years, this dude can be out of the MLB. I'm not saying he is because how he's hitting, it seems like he has a trait that can keep him in here for another seven, eight, nine years. If he, I mean, he the way, the way that he he takes balls lets you know that it's not all in his average. It's not all about I'm swinging for the fences, right? And sometimes he is, uh, like that time. But what he should have been ex- exactly. Um, but talk about that. That's what I would love for Tony Russo to talk about. The fact that, dude, this this dude is living for living just enough for the love of the city. All right. Like that. It's it's he you don't know you it, when you you get to the, the majors at 28. I remember thinking of when Ryan Howard broke out, because I think my Ryan Howard kind of made it to, to, the, to the Phillies around the same age and thinking like, damn, how's his career going to work out? It's kind of late in his career. Is he going to get that first big deal? He ended up getting that first big deal. But really, I would say probably say a few years after that, he wasn't the guy that they signed to that deal because he came up so old into uh, to the majors. Like, dude, that that's that's something. So that that stuck out that stuck out to me. You know what I'm saying? But the team, the team is playing so well. Like, that's what makes it so bad. The team is playing so well. Tim Anderson is doing spite of that, dude. Right. In in spite of that, dude. Um, Just just, uh, Pito, uh, Jose Abreu um, being the leader that he's been. uh, uh, Lucas Giolito pitched a gym today. I believe he struck out like 11 twins players. Phenomenal. Yeah, you know, saying like everything's been even the guys in the bullpens that you don't trust. And I know like one week I give them props and the next week I'm hitting them up because this is why you don't trust them. But even guys like Matt Foster and Evan Marshall are giving you innings. I mean, things are going well for a team that has two thirds of its all outfield out and their 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 main sub guy. And Adam Engle is just about now going to rehab, hasn't been there all year. Uh, I would have never not thought to they mention were the little injuries, you know, like right. Jose Abreu is going to miss Jose Abreu. 
Yeah, Jose, he did. He is missing time, you know, because yeah. his ankle was acting up. You know, Tim Anderson has missed time already right. from the beginning of the A season. Hamstring. Right. So to, to be here with the best record in baseball and but the part is your manager making himself the story. And what's infuriating about this is this. I love Oz again. All right. I think Oz again should have at least been a manager of three MLB uh, franchises. Excuse me. I apologize. Um, but. I did not want him to take this job because I didn't want to go uh, into the same rigmarole as how things kind of ended the last time. Right. And I could be wrong. Maybe it wasn't going to happen. Um, but the fact that I'm getting that from Tony LaRusa, like I thought it was going to be more calm. You're, you're making yourself the story. Like, right. dude, shut your mouth. Look, I, I have no problem with Tony LaRusa not liking what your Mercedes did, but it's how you went about your actions afterwards. You could have talked to that young man, even if you wanted people to know. You could say, I talked to Yerman. It's, I, I don't approve of it. Uh, we had a conversation about it. You know, people say, is he, is he, if he's going to do it again, all he has to say is, I will hope not. He made it seem like he's this man's daddy. And then right. when, when you look at Lance Lynn and they asked him about Lance Lynn, he said, he has a locker and I have an office. Dude, who the fuck are you? Like, real talk. Like, listen, this is this is a problem letting you know how out of touch you are with today's player in all sports. And I know you're Tony LaRusa, all right? You're third behind, I forget who else, Connie Mack, whatever. You're one of the most winningest managers of all time, all right? But times have changed. Players have way more power and say so as they should. Than when, just like watching... Um, 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 Ron Wolf, the former general manager of the Packers, oh, talking yeah. about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, how how you know all these players they they want to go out and they want to run the team. The times of F and Chase, and also Brett Favre did call some shots. Don't play us like you didn't listen to what Brett Favre had to say. And Brett Favre was hiding an mf'er, so you know he was doing what the hell he wanted to do, right? Like stop. All right, like all these all these curmudgeons acting like it's all brand new. Stars have always been able to call the shots. Now, Yerman may not be a star. He this season he's a developing star. You you can still come down on him. You didn't have to do it publicly, and uh, you, you, you the, the way that you you reengaged it after he they threw at him was like, yeah, it's no no sweat off my back, dude. That that's that vibe. You a vibe killer, man. Like it's just please shut your mouth. And I mean, I hate being like that, but we should be celebrating these times, especially coming off this Bears draft. And you're making this issue about, you. okay, after the first time you said you didn't like it, shut your damn trap. It makes no sense. Yeah, I'm, I've never seen, like, I'm always going to ESPN, just checking out National before we get started with like show topics rundown. I'm seeing way too much Tony LaRusso White Sox BS antics on there. Like it is like, wow, I've I go to ESPN all the time for years just to see those bullet points, see if anything's going on. A lot of times I do it on downtime. I don't remember ever seeing something crazy like the manager rem- uh, forgetting a rule. Like something like that and then you come out and you're calling out players, calling them clueless like you said. Like this dude has no future guaranteed right now. You got to live for right now. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> If you hit a bunch of home runs, guess what that equals? Contract. Dude, yes, Ryan. That that's the part of the. Re- Listen, he has to take every chance he gets because out of anybody in that locker room, he knows they're fleeting. All exactly. right, he, he, this can be taken from him. It wasn't promised to him, and you're sitting there coming down. I, listen, and I have no problem if you want him 
to grow because it, it, it may be something professionalism wise that we don't see behind in the dugout and if that you want him to, to grow in that that manner but you do that with shorty even you came out a little bit on him you don't continue to do it this kid's right. been saving y'all ass this year if we didn't have him right. we, oh, we're, not, we're not gonna have the best record the in the MLB. yeah oh like, my gosh so like dude stop like you were supposed to adapt to what the new standard was. And you can still point out you're not a fan of it, but don't kill the vibe. Like, that's right. the, the worst, especially, dog, with ba- with baseball, how long and arduous the season is, the vibe is everything that keeps you going. Now, who wants to show up to the clubhouse and the, the damn managers are curmudgeon? We want to come right. in here and enjoy ourselves. Listen, we're winning. I get, now, if they were sucking, and this stuff was right. going on. That's a different story, all right. But coming off of a successful season last year, where they fell flat after they they, they were guaranteed a playoff spot, yes, they had to learn. I'm sure that's part of the reason why Jerry uh, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf wanted to bring him in, even though it was a bad decision. There were other people that could have helped this team grow from where they were last year to get them to where they need to get this year without being uh, a major plot line in this this MF. It's just it, like you said, to see it on ESPN is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? That nationally, and I was just doing under center, right? I can't remember uh, what reporter said this. They showed me, Eric and Alex showed me a post of this reporter that said on uh, May 20 something uh, versus the the St. Louis Cardinals, Tony LaRusa is going to side with the Cardinals over them retaliating against one of his players because one of the players is going to do something Tony didn't approve of. This dude wrote this in October, Ryan. It's a, he's a week off, Ryan. He wrote it in October that and said Tony Russo was going to come out and basically be like, yeah, I don't approve of that. I mean, dude, what, what are you doing? Like, this is the problem. I hate to say this culturally. When you see this, when it's the, the, the old curmudgeon can't let go of the ways which they, um, well, how am I trying to say this? They benefited from, all right? Where, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is how I used to be. It's not how it is now. And you said that you were going to try to adapt. And by, by no means am I saying that you have to be quiet. It's how you go about doing it. And one way it should be is behind closed doors, all right, like that's one of the biggest things you shouldn't be putting this kid out. Like, and then, and then, and then the kicker is, like I said, so it was this. He brought up it's a, it's a comp. He whose name should not be spoken in Fernando Tatis Jr., the guy that we gave away for peanuts and who is one of the most exciting players in the MLB. Dog, do you know how much I would love to have Fernando Tatis Jr. hitting three uh, three ball, I mean, uh, three and no counts and knocking it out the park, grand, whatever, grand slams, uh, any of it, all right? I well, he might it. have a heart attack if Tatis was on this team right Oh, now. yeah, totally. To- like, ooh, like, that even burns my side more that you brought up a player that, the, that Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams gave away for nothing, all right, and is one of the best players in the MLB today, and particularly with Mike Trout seeming to get injured a little bit more in his old age. So, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, with this type of winning – we shouldn't have this type of feeling, man. Like, and this is the problem. This is the real quick. See, and they weren't winning like this. This was the problem why I was done with Ozzy at the end. And um, I, 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 I briefly interviewed him. I don't know him. Uh, but Ozzy again, Jr., I like his, I like him. I mean, I, he, I like, I like from what I know, you know, he can, 
disagree with a person, but still point out good attributes about a person. But that interaction, how he was trying to defend his father in, 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 through Twitter or whatever social media, that as a fan of the team, it became a drag. It can't became a drag on us fans of the team because one of the things, like I see this now with Cubs fans, are like, man, I'm so happy that the Sox are going through this with Tony Russo. Like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, in all fairness. Like, cause I don't wish I don't wish bad on the Cubs. Like, like, like it's like, is it like y'all don't even y'all don't even suck? And people are posting this, right? Like, it's you and y'all know we didn't want his ass, right? I mean, I get it. Kick us when we down, even though we got the best record in MLB. But still, it's it's, it's just infuriating, man, to say the least. That the, the, the good things that we should be talking about right now, we have to focus on someone that seems that the time has seemed to pass them by. You know, as far as doing this job. And the crazy thing is this for him not to not know the rules. It wasn't it's not like you left MLB uh, like for that 11 years. Right. You were in three different organizations and you're supposed to be part of the brain trust. You would think that and I know this only happened last year, but it's been talked about from the who, who I don't know what a league was experimenting and doing it. But it's been talked about that it was coming to the MLB for at least three to four seasons. Right. So you should kind of have some idea. And then when you got here, you, you hey, you guys who. Who's who starts on second? How does this necessarily go? Like you should like that's that's yes, the largest staff in baseball. What are they doing? That's on them too. That's on them too for not for not being not telling him, uh, not t- pointing it out to him. But still, like, dude, you you're this genius lawyer. You know, you show us instead of just walking around like the living dead. Well, we we were kind of worried that he might be the living dead, and you know, this is Chicago. Let's get real. We got club dub. We got the Cubs dancing in the locker room after everything. Like we party here when we, we got, the, we got the guys in the bullpen going crazy. Like you were just pointing out with the right. Cubs. Yeah. St. Like, Louis. Yeah. There's nothing to celebrate. So why would we ever celebrate period? I get it, Tony. That place hey, I feel you on <laughs> But Chicago, we like we to get, get down it here when it's like winning to, time. We like we to, we like to, to do. Yes, we like to get our swerve on when the winning is going on. Listen, we don't want you ruin. Times are too hard out here in these streets for you to be ruining the vibe when things are going well. Now, if they sucked, ruin the vibe because it it would give us something to talk about. I don't want to talk about this. All right. Like, please. (laughs) Yeah, we want to talk White Sox just succeeding. Not like not totally ruthless. Hold my beer. Hold yeah. my beer. <laughs> and no one's going to check him. Only Jerry can check him. And Jerry has this 1983 regrets. Like, oh, he's never going to check Tony. Dude, I think. And then now check may mean what his actions are afterwards. I think he's going to get an earful from Tim Madison and Pito and some of these guys that are like, man, chill, chill the fuck out. Like, for, for real, for real. Like, you, you're doing too much. You know, like, yeah, Jerry may say, this is our squad. You know what I'm saying? You need to go sit your ass. Listen, if they revolt on his ass, not saying they will, Jerry, who you going to choose? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. let alone all, all these dudes are locked up, too. Right? Except Lucas. Oh, yeah. Right? Who you like? Who? And this is your doing. You should have let your general manager and your vice president of baseball operations do their due diligence and find a manager. But no, you want to take it. Let's take it back to 1979. Yeah. You want to do it like that. Like, man, dude, get it's your ass time out to pay off a 20, 37 year debt that like, I owe a great man. Come on, man. Like, just just one of the it just makes no sense whatsoever um, that he, he went down this route years ago. He started right. 
with yeah. the White Sox? He started in the late seventies, like seventy nine, I think. Oh no, he was let go in eighty three. He's right? let go in eighty three. He was let yes. go. So that was thirty seven years manager, ago. By general manager Hawk Harrison at the time. <laughs> Let you know, Jerry talked about his mistakes. Yeah, that that was one of them. All right. Hey, you know what? Hawks should go and be the general manager. Like, uh, oh, you okay, want to fire Tony Larusa? Go ahead. Oh, right. damn it. I got to right. hire him someday. Yeah. So, all right. Let's get into a little bit of Bears talk. <sighs> Calm me down a little bit. Uh, we sit there, you know, we sit there. Make sure you check out the Under Center podcast. We did an episode tonight. Yes. We drop it tomorrow. The last one over the rookie OTA minicamps. Thank you. Appreciate it. I like that stuff. Uh, um, listen, how much? And you are you not do? Anthony Miller. Don't ever call yourself that. <laughs> hey, I got you know I, you can't you can't toot your horn all the time. You know what I'm saying? That, that's like the untooting of a horn. That's a okay. Little, I was, uh, let's, okay. Let's go um, to not toot, not suck the toot out. I'll say I don't know. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Listen, so OTAs. Uh, actually, if you look at the Bears, had almost all their offensive players uh, show up. I'm talking about the the the, the, the vets and with the rookies. Um, to, to 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 training as far as working out strength and condition is what I should say. Um, and it's funny. Uh, Adam Hogue was talking about some of the receivers. Like he better show up, which was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, good. yeah uh, but listen, it's it's only so much that we can take from this. I mean, it's cool. I'm still drinking the Kool Aid. Um, I looking at. I was reading some of the reports that, I, and I apologize to the reporters that some of the reporters wrote about. Um, uh, Mitchell Trubisky in his first pra- rookie practice, and they weren't they weren't glowing. You know what I'm saying? It was like a lot. It was and it, it, the first thing I thought about was Mitch the year before last. All right, not last season, the year before last season, when in Bourbonnais people were like, "Whoa, Mitch is throwing a lot of picks," and it wasn't like and Matt, I Matt, went Nagy, to Bourbonnais that year. I did. T- he was I did too. Horrible. I did too. Right, the one I went uh, to. And it, 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 the correct the thing w- was we were initially thinking well they're just telling him you know to go out there and risk it because right. you know it make you your know, mistakes but, now make your, not but, in the but, season but, but then they were even like nah not like not like this all right <laughs> not like this and I remember thinking they were going to the season I'm like so this basically means Shuddy is not going to really have a great year so uh, and again so I'm extrapolating that just from this this Ricky camp or whatever. But I mean, the pedigree is different. Like that—that's the you're talking about a player who didn't, who couldn't beat out an XFL player for quarterback down in North Carolina, uh, to a guy that had to transfer because Jake Fromm had a strong, strong entrenched grip on that job, being from Georgia, just like uh, Justin Fields. Excuse me, just like Justin Fields, to going to Ohio State, one of the, the the best programs in the nation, having two successful seasons, taking out. Trevor Lawrence and losing to Alabama Road Tide, which I did tell Sean Davis uh, when that game was coming up. He was like, you know, Alabama got some problems when it comes to athletic quarterbacks. I was like, not this time. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. But we we know the caliber and the pedigree of Justin Fields. The, the Bears haven't had, and the only guy that's funny on uh, the Halitech call today, uh, Michael mentioned it. Only guy they had really, and it was a trade, was Jay. And I always say on here, halfway through the season, I knew Jay was Jeff George. And I mean, I'll also even say this: um, uh, Justin Fields' footwork is better than Jay Cutler's footwork. All right. If you look at weight delivery, like it's dude, he's not constantly throwing off his back foot in a clean pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like God, hey, that drove me insane. 
crazy. Or, or no, no, this was one of the worst ones. <clears throat> five, five, three to five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and you just run out the run, uh, run out the um, to the sideline, right? Instead of throwing the damn ball and getting back to the line of scrimmage, Jay used to do that. I, he used to piss me off so much when he used to do that, and he did it consistently. It's like Jay. All you got to do, even while you're running out, just sling the ball out. You're, you've already broken right. from outside of right. the tackles. Right. Sling the ball out to get back to the line of scrimmage. Why are you going to put us back three or five yards? Like, what are you I can just like, make it up with my back foot, Ken. Exactly. Yeah, like, and I know I didn't mean to go into a Jay Cutler rant, um, but just trying to point out that, again, this kid's pedigree is better. Now, Jay had four years at Vandy, I believe, and that's in the SEC. But Jay was getting his ass beat. You know, Jay didn't have any players. He was he was doing his dizzle. I love me some Vanderbilt Jay. Let me not disrespect. But you're talking about somebody that was that was winning at an elite level at Justin Fields in the Big Ten. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jay was trying, and it wasn't on Jay. It wasn't like they had studs at Vandy. But right. you, 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 but when you look at Justin Fields, he was succeeding on the second, I would say probably the second best college uh, conference in, in the Big Ten. Um, you know, some people may say it's third. I would say second behind the SEC. And honestly, um, all that doesn't even matter to me because you played in the college football playoff against Clemson and the SEC Alabama and held your own. Like you're playing play. the elite of the elites at that point and you're holding up. Yeah. Check. So. You listen, the interviews were great. Uh, they were funny. Uh, yeah. You look at the Daz Newsome and the food uh, restaurant uh, interview. Some of the guys, I, I, Thomas Graham came off well-spoken. Um, Tonga, By the way, he never took me to Harold's. I realized that. You're right. I, I, I did you a disservice. So I got to find my new Harold's. Since the, I, I don't know if the Harold's truck, and it should be, is as good as the Harold's that was right there off of 80, 87th and the Dan Ryan. But when I establish my new Harold's, sir, you will, the next time you're in the city, you shall have right. you some next All time right. you come to Chicago. Uh, but I, I didn't. I apologize. I apologize. We should have, we should have had a trip to Harold's. Um, that was, that was good. You know what I'm saying? That was definitely interesting. Oh, by um, the way, try Pequot's. Try. I, I've been meaning to. I've been meaning. Yeah, I've been. I mean, it looks delicious. And I mean, it, I've never it's heard one of my so favorites. I bet it looks like it. It looks delicious. So I, I definitely have to get up there and, and try Pequod's. Um, it was definitely good to hear from Tevin Jenkins and, and Larry Borum, um, especially knowing that those may be your bookends of the future. Jenkins probably right now, Borum maybe a year or two from now if he's not moved to guard, depending on injury or how well he performs as they try him out and if he can beat Jermaine or Fetty or not. Um, it was a good weekend, but I can't put a ton into it because. Well, for me, it's I'm just drinking it all in because this is going to be ramping up month by month by month. Like right when they selected him, I knew what we were in store for. Tons of positivity and rookie OTAs and mini camp and wondering and believing. And then it's going to turn into training camp and everyone, all the cameras are going to be clicking and flickering for every single pass between Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. And we're going to get report after report after report. And how I feel, I think there's really no shot that Justin Fields won't outplay Andy Dalton. I could be completely wrong about that. I just don't have any faith in Andy Dalton. I have faith in Justin Fields that if you put the right offense around him, he's not going to be able to do the whole playbook. 
but you can definitely form an offense around him that I think would be better than anything you can get out of Andy Dalton. Personally, um, I want to see but, Dalton get a few NFL games. I mean, is in a Bears uniform. I don't. I mean, listen, if Justin, <laughs> if Justin Fields wins, is he if he beats him out? Cool, you know. Right. But I mean, and I'm not I'm not a Dalton guy by any means, but we're talking about a vet. Um, who at points last year towards the, uh, the tail end of the season, middle end of the season, was better offensively down there with Dallas than he was initially after Dak Prescott and went down. But um, regardless of all that, like, <laughs> uh, that's my personal opinion. I could totally see Justin not being ready. We're going Andy Dalton. But that's the point. We're going to get the drama. All preseason games, it's going to be which one? Because especially we know Justin Fields lighting it up in practice and has the amazing preseason game with the twos and Andy Dalton has whatever with the ones. I mean, how many under center podcasts are you going to do about Justin Fields being the starter week one? It's uh, automatic. It's, it's not even a question. If I, am he's just doing, I mean, it's not even us. The fan, the fan base won't even allow it if that takes place. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm with you. I just don't want to rush him uh, is my thing. Yes, don't um, rush him. If he beats I mean, out he, Andy, he beats out Andy. Otherwise, listen, you're going with Andy. He's not Trey Lance. He's not Mac Jones. And I mean, this is a plus. This is the amount of games that he played in college or started in college, I should say. Um, so he has like just like Trevor Lawrence getting that. And I know Trevor Lawrence got one more year uh, than him as a starter uh, at Clemson. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence is starting from jump. Zach Wilson, who played against lesser competition, is starting from jump street. So. Again, if he beats him out, I'm cool with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I kind of want to let I want Justin Fields to watch football from the sideline a little bit, uh, regular season, not preseason. You know, I want him to, to, to watch the speed, to kind of look at what Dalton is doing and think about what he would do in that situation and kind of even still learn from the pros and the cons of what Dalton does out there. And then it, after three, four, five games, you, you put him up in there. I don't think you need to go. And I didn't think about this when I was doing Hall Attack Hall because he asked me, should it be um, should it be like Patrick Mahomes or should it be you start him off straight uh, like uh, Zach Wilson? And I didn't think about this after the show. It should be like Donovan McNabb um, now where, where Doug Peterson was the starter and then somewhere throughout the season. I don't think it was I don't know if it was the middle part or a few games a couple games after the middle part. Donovan Mab started playing and he he came in and he played well enough that you was like, okay, they got him something there and they had something to build on for the next season. Um I think that's the best way to go. Get give him a minute to sit. Like this is a, this this is a long relationship, everybody. This ain't a kid it and quit it. This ain't a one night stand. Like this is this is a marriage. You know what I'm saying? And you want to set it up right. You don't want to, you know, so you want you want to get a get get him warm. All right. Sometimes it's gotta be some foreplay. Like so y'all, hey, y'all kids don't like foreplay. Y'all don't not like foreplay nowadays. It's a straight. But my problem is with the foreplay, if he is just killing it in practice and the players and the coaches are just looking at each other like, okay, he's forced our hand. I'm cool with that. I'm, but still, even with let, just don't you this is a long season. He's gonna get out there. Oh yeah. All right. He's gonna no, get out there. 
All right. Just just whether it's week one, week 16 or 17, 18, he's coming out there. He's coming out. Even if it's initially just in packages specific for him, he's going to get out there. They're going to use him. I know we all want to see him start and play an entire game. We're probably going to get some of that, too. But just Andy probably won't stay healthy anyways. Right. So, yeah, just just stay patient, I would say. Uh, this kid, I think, is really going to work out here in Chicago. I think so, too. I'm very excited about all of it. I, I'm with you 100%. He's got to earn the job. And if he earns it, great. If you want to go with Andy because it's even a coin flip, like, okay, they're both playing well. Let's go with Andy because let's not rush this. I'm totally cool with that. I just feel that he is going to just – he's going to wow everybody. That's my feeling. And when he gets into training camp, the wow factor with what he's doing, with his temperament, with how he's picked up the offense in such a short amount of time, I feel like he's just going to win the job straight up. Listen, I wouldn't be against it. I mean, if he's doing that well, I'm with you. I only want nothing but success for the young man and from the beloved. Now, continue to call them the beloved until they start losing, and then I will hate on them. Yeah. It helps get drafting Justin Fields. They got him the it, beloved back again. <laughs> it did. It did. It, it did. You love him now, don't you? It's like, hey, girl. Oh, look at I, I told people at work I was like ready to jump off ship as a fan. And then they pulled me back in once they selected Justin Fields. I was like, okay. We're yeah, back like, in doing, 100%. You've been doing squats, girl. What you been doing? Right. Ooh. You, ooh. ooh right. Brazilian, like, that. huh? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, but yeah, so we we'll look forward to it. And of course, we're going to get into it even more. But let's switch to the to the hardwood. Uh, let's talk about, unfortunately, before we talk about this playing games, um, the Bulls being eliminated from the playoffs. Um, I mean, I think we expected this after they went through that rut after the trade, to be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I didn't want the Bulls to make the playoffs. I think the Bulls are going to end up in the top four of this draft and then they'll have to pay what they owe to Orlando. So I wanted this to play out the way it played out. I mean, just be totally honest with you. I didn't want the Bulls to make it. Next year, I do. I don't think losing seasons help, especially with young players. I think they do need to get into the playoffs to get that experience, even though there's only so many guys on here that are going to, I think, factor into what the future may be. So definitely Zach, Kobe, uh, Vucevic, and Patrick Williams. Um, but still, they need another talent. And I think this is the draft where if they can get in, the, they have to get in the top four. So, um, and I think right now, I, I looked at it last week. I think they have like the eighth or something worst record in the NBA. They're somewhere around that, which that's just four spots in a, a draft that's less weighed. Um, so I didn't want them to, me personally. I could be wrong. And they, they may have, they, Orlando may get this, this pick of theirs. And hey, I, my bad. But uh, I wanted them to have a chance to get talent because we know they don't bring in talent through free agency. And the best way to do it, is, especially at a, a cheap level initially, is through the NBA draft. So, I mean, this season, was ebbs and flows. It seemed like it was a lot more professionalism as far as the coaching, uh, particularly the head coach. I should say, I don't want to diss the rest of the Bulls assistant coaches on the gym, uh, boiling. Um, it, 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 listen, you know what? It wasn't this bull season. It wasn't a Tony LaRusso season. And I mean, it's to Jim boiling to where every pre- every other press conference, he said something when there was a head scratch. Right. Um, he, he, he almost caused a mutiny. Um, which Tony Roos is trying to do, um, like it was like Harry likes those guys, huh? Right? Can you can you cause a mutiny? Right? Have you ever been a 
captain of a ship and they went mutiny, mutinous on you, sir. Have you been stranded on any islands of late? Because I'm really looking for a type of guy that's been mutinized. In the middle of the night, did you have to throw off the bed warmer because your crew were coming in to strangle you to death? All right, all right. They had to this use the little uh, panel on the bottom of the floor with the rug covering it, the mutiny right. hole. Time to go. Um... <laughs> Like that, that has been them getting a professional coach has just made the, the, the day to day interactions, especially press wise, uh, 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 better. All right. You know what I'm Hilly saying? It's so more, great to listen yeah, to. It, more palatable, I guess, is the word that I'm looking for. Even though Billy Donovan hasn't didn't do what we expected him to do. It's his first season. Uh, in a with, COVID shortened year. I was about to say in a COVID shortened year. And they and with the, didn't play for how many like, months right. after now, March? This, great point. This was a team that didn't make it to the bubble. You know what I'm saying? So, um, again, uh, it, was a, it was a step forward, but it wasn't enough of a step. It seems like next year they should be a playoff team. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't see them getting the six. They, they had a chance maybe to be the six. I don't see them being above six unless something changes. Um, by they addition need a big of, time facilitator if they're going to get above six in my world. That's why I want to be in the draft. I, listen, uh, me and Tony had this discussion. Uh, I'm more of a Suggs person than a, a K Cunningham guy, but I would prefer K Cunningham. You know what I'm saying? Just to be honest with you, of the height. Got to get number um, one, right? Yep, you got to get number. He's definitely going number one. But if you get number four, there's a chance you can get Jalen Suggs. So, um, but I, I, that, that's what I'm. Those two players are the players that come to mind uh, that I've been thinking about all all this college season. As far as and I probably those are the players that I watch most of because I didn't see. Um, I didn't only saw a little bit of the UC. I mean, uh, the USC kid, the, the big that they have out there, USC. Yeah. And I didn't see, I didn't see any of really too much of the G League, the two G League, uh, Green, and I forget the uh, Kum, Kumaga. I forget the other kids named the big in the G League elite team. I didn't get too much of them. They only played like ten to sixteen games or something like that. Um, but yeah, those two players, I guess, I had my eyes on the most this past college season. Um, so that's how I feel as far as the Bulls. I, I, in a way, I feel like if they hit in this draft, they're set up. Now, they, dude, if they hit in this draft and they get an influx of a young star to go with Vooch and with Zach, now you're talking about something. But I feel like when people are saying just like the addition of Alonzo Ball, I'm not saying Alonzo Ball doesn't make you a playoff uh, contender. He Might should make you sick. Yeah, but I, if you're talking about contending, that's not going to yeah. do it, and that's not. It's just not. Stop lying to yourself. Your two best players don't really play defense well. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you, you and play you, it you, probably pretty bad, if anything. Right. You you need a, you need you need someone that's going to be either a star above, alongside, or slightly below Zach, but has a different type of physicality than Zach does particularly defensively to try to unite the team on a defensive end in my opinion yeah I totally agree I, I mean that's why when I even sent this topic over to the rundown I didn't want to make it seem like what do they need to be a title contender <laughs> how about a top five guy we kind of right. need one of those before we can really start talking about championships because last I saw LeBron and some of these other top guys they're playing pretty damn good and they are still killing it you're going to need a guy that can be in that echelon of talent if you're really going to contend for something but we all know the east is still pretty weak overall besides a couple teams it's I mean, stronger it's, than what it used to be it's stronger than what it yes, used to be but it's not the it, west it's not the west 
Right. You can, you can, to me, at least this is what I'm trying to say is you can be in the pack and be a content, like almost like the Pacers were to that heat team with Paul mm-hmm. George and Roy Hibbert. Like none of them were superstars, good collection of talent and a team overall gave a scare to a really talented team and almost had a chance to beat them. I think that's the level you're trying to get to next year. I'm with that if they can get to that level. But you you look at how many guys they had at all five in that starting rotation. You know what I'm right. saying? Before whatever went down there, went down there or whatever. But that's enough Bulls talk. Let's talk about these, these play-in games. Um, you sat there. You had you liking uh, it? You had Jason Tatum go nuts on Washington and, and, and send them to the second round and boost them to the seventh. Now they have to face the Nets where they will they will be taken out, especially with Jalen Brown. Now, I, they got to do – Danny Ainge really has to do something with that team. Um, I don't know if it's the coaching. I definitely believe it's the talent. They they need a versatile big that's defensive. Like, they, they need to look up on a long, lanky kid that can run rim from rim develop a shot, but is just a defensive whiz and an eraser to start off with. And then they're going to they, Yeah. Then they need, they need another, they need like a combo guard. I want to say, because Kim, I don't think Kim was going to stay healthy. Uh, I think that knee is always going to kind of be an issue from time to time. Cause you were really banking on Kimba being legitimately that that second or third star before Jalen Brown kept ascending the way that he was ascending. Um, but you have to do something with those two swing plays. Like, they're wasting the youth of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like, all you want in the NBA is two nice swingmen. And you have two nice swingmen, and something's not right, and it hasn't been right for a minute yes. in Boston. So that that's my thought on on, on the Celtics and what I expect uh, when they start uh, the playoffs against the Nets. Um, I like I said, I was just watching. Um, I was watching. What was I watching? I was watching Memphis play San Antonio. Yeah, I was watching Memphis play San Antonio uh, just before this started. I believe I, that I saw it. I think the Memphis or San Antonio when I, it, it came across my phone a minute ago. Memphis won. Memphis won. I so thought. Memphis won. Um, if man, I wish I wish Jaron Jackson didn't get hurt because I don't know how to evaluate him now. Because his rookie, I was like, whoa, okie right. dokie. Right. And I mean, that's before you had someone kind of supplant him as the, the fixture on that team in John Morant. Um, but if he can get back to what it seemed like he could become in that versatile big that can hit it from the outside and is long and lanky like that, you know, I like I like that team. But I always like that team the place with the uh the physicalities that they have. And you look at that backcourt with with John Brooks and you know saying how they try to go at it. and even when they, when when Ja gets just a little bit older and a little bit stronger, um, you know, definitely look out or whatever. But they're another team that needs they're gonna need another dude, yeah, on that team. You know, what I'm saying they're gonna need a, a swing a, a, like another swing guy. Uh, maybe he can be three and D, uh, but they're gonna need somebody like that. I think to get to the next level, if you want to get to where Utah and Denver were last year, not this year, but where they were last year. Memphis needs to call the NBA office and talk about that realignment and get back into the Eastern Conference. Oh boy, they be killing. <laughs> That's what they, they kill. They kill. Let me get, get come over. They they would kill, man. Like, yeah. uh, how about that realignment thing again? We we could move over to the East. If, yeah, we'll see. If, 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 if a team goes to Seattle, perhaps it'll happen. You know, I want that. I want if my you, But I mean, of course, it'd have to be an Eastern Conference team unless it's an expansion team. But if, if it's an expansion team, you would think they would do two. But yeah. if you have a team that leaves the East and goes 
to Seattle, the, well, whatever team is closest to the to the center is going to get bopped over. And I, I'm with you. I think Memphis would. Man, please, if we were man, if you think about those grind, uh, the grind was it was was those team grind city? I forget what the the the, the um, Tony Island Zebo. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Uh, uh, uh Paul, the other um. Paul Casal, uh, brother. <laughs> Marcus, you know, Marcus, 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 Paul Casal's brother. I, can, if you, I mean, imagine those teams. Bonzi Wells. I think Bonzi Wells was on. This. Imagine those teams had David. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Zebo. Okay. Imagine if those. Imagine if those teams. You know. All, you know. Pitchforks and all. Imagine if those teams were in the East. You know what I'm saying? Like. Dude, not even that, to be honest with you. If you even bring that last team that had Gasol, uh, uh, Mike Conley Jr., Zebo, like even that team, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking from two years ago. No, four years ago. The team that, that almost stopped Golden State from winning 73 games, basically. If you I mean, even if that team was in the East, they probably would have made it to the finals. And not the East, the conference. Remember the East four years ago? <laughs> Wasn't that the Raptors and like the Cavs? Like, oh. Yeah. And it was like you knew the Raptors wasn't nothing. Right. They had Here's a good record, sweep. but you knew LeBron Here's was the about sweep. to kick their ass. Yeah. Here's the yeah. sweep. Or was right. LeBron sweeping Atlanta, one or the other? I was about to say that, too. I was going to say Orlando <laughs> doing the same-ish. Right? The same, same. Listen, the only thing, I, 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 I'm feeling our tourist kind of service, and I know it would have never happened. Man, but I would love to be out here with no GM or GM I'm willing to remove with Masai Ujiri's contract coming to an end. All right, I I would I know, love. But you love that man. I would love to be like, here goes a couple percent, sir. Come here and stay here for a decade. And this what he could do to a market like Chicago. He can make it a lightning rod. I believe. I believe in Masai Ujiri for what he did in Denver, and of course, what he did in, uh, with the Toronto Raptors as the president. Uh, but that would be something. That's for another day, and that's for another dream, uh, to say the least. Another Ken's dream. Another Ken's dream. All right. You know what time it is, everybody. It's it time that? to go up for grabs with Ryan B. Ski. I only got one for today, and it is more boxing drama. You Love know it. how much I'm hyped for this Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua fight. Well, the arbiter has come out because after the fight with Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, there was a stipulation where Wilder or Fury would get a rematch against said fighter the arbiter has ruled that that clause needs to be upheld or i believe dante deontay wilder would need to be paid 20 million dollars to avoid that fight anthony joshua was not very happy of this news calling out the gypsy king basically calling him a fraud all this stuff and uh what anthony joshua is mad at tyson fury because Essentially, he was saying, why did you book a fight with me when you knew you were going to have to fight Deontay Wilder? That's 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 a good point, because we all knew that stipulation. I was wondering how he got they got around that stipulation. We all knew. Me, too. I thought it, but I thought it had been hashed out. I thought that, you know what I'm saying? I thought either Deontay, because I think most of us think Deontay Wilder shouldn't jump right back into the ring with Tyson Fury. I think he needs to, he needs a couple, a couple of sparring matches to kind of get his confidence back up. Now that could just be me. He could be looking like, man, I'm gonna knock him out, but it doesn't look like you're going to knock this man out. And let's remember when you were knocking him out, his big ass was still getting back up and he had been in the streets smoking crack 
and philandering. He had just about he was about six months off of that. All right. I'm not saying disrespectfully look at where he is now. But also, I'll say this. And again, see, I didn't that the point you bring up about why why Anthony Joshua's upset. He's right, especially this was going to be Anthony Joshua's largest. This is going to be Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury's largest paydays. And that's now, what Anthony Joshua is also saying. You used me for clout. That was mm. part of this. You're trying to use me for clout making up this match when you know that you still have this match. So Tyson Fury suggested some bare knuckling boxing this weekend, 20 million a piece, putting it up. And of course, uh, Anthony Joshua wasn't having any of that, just calling him a fraud. But uh, what do you think of the news of no longer Fury versus Joshua? And now Wilder's back in the picture. I'll say this though, no unboxing and not to say Joshua isn't upset. But Joshua and Tyson Fury could have been setting this up all the damn time because they get along. They've been sparring partners. They both know boxing as far as business side. So, like, what was Anthony Joshua told is what I have to know when they were negotiating this. This could just have been a, a, a and I could be totally wrong, but this could have been a way I to hype up, something, a, a hype up a future match between the two of them. Because and also they're looked at as being friendly. This is something to make them enemies because we prefer when they don't like one another. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we feel like, oh, we know that the, it, the energy is heightened. They may want someone may yeah. take the other one out. So I, I, I feel it's a chance that they could have they could be playing this. I could be I should be wrong. Let me say that I feel. And also what it helps is this. Let's just say that Tyson Fury loses to Deontay Wilder. It still makes us want to see. The Fury Joshua fight before we see the Joshua Wilder fight. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. still so it, it keeps that match kind of still in line to where it's like, especially if they. I don't know how if the if the contract is done uh, and what that if the contract is done because clearly I would think and I wonder this: how is the contract between Fury and Wilder going to be set up to help Fury if he loses? You know what I'm saying? Because I know it. I know this is a stipulation from the last match, but there has to be a stipulation put in here to protect the champ. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just like I'm the champ. I don't do bump you. You know what I'm saying? But last point, I know that he's been the champ in the past and then he got his life kind of went out of whack and he wasn't a good person either. As far as Tyson Fury, I like the person he seems to be now. I don't know him personally, but he's clean. It seems like his mind is better. He used to say some bad stuff about women back in the days. You know what I'm saying? Um, He's not that type of rich because he was out of boxing to where 20 million don't mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, oh, right. wait, man, who cares? Like he he hasn't had those that many fights where you're like, man, uh, you know, uh, Tyson Fury, you know, he he's got four hundred million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, and even with four hundred million dollars, twenty million probably still mean a little something. But he's not in Mayweather land. Uh, he's not even in Conor McGregor land. Just to speaking about, you can kind of do what you want to do and, and and pick your own uh, menu when it comes to the fighters that you want to take on and when you want to take them on. But listen, I'm disappointed. I've been waiting to see. Tyson Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua for years now. Um, I think if I had out of all these fighters and I don't like saying, cause my favorite is probably Anthony Joshua. I thought Deontay Wilder before the Fury fight had made vast improvements of his compact 
boxing as far as phone booth wise because it, initially it was a lot of wild wild swinging and i always felt like joshua and a guy that can can fight in a box even be big but fighting a box could really take advantage of the fact that if you can get in here on, on uh, deontay uh, wilder you could probably mess him up and we saw to we saw what uh, fury did even though fury was imposing weight and uh and tr- tr- as he did trying to knock him out lean too yeah and good point and lean too um so uh, Joshua was the guy that I like because I, I just love the fight him versus Vladimir Klitschko. And I know we talked about it like a few couple weeks ago, so I want to dive into it now. Um, but listen, I think I think this is Fury's division, to be honest with you. Someone's going to have to beat him for me to believe it. I can have my favorite. My favorite is Anthony Joshua, even though Deontay Wilder isn't that far apart. I mean, far away at all. Um, uh, but I, I, can, I, see, I can see Fury beating both of these dudes, beating uh, Wilder again and beating Joshua because the, the fact that Joshua lost to Ruiz, and I know it's boxing, it's always going to stand out to me. I know. He's always, I know. That's the L, L that you, you just cannot take. It's the ch- the top champion. I mean, that's not even Buster Douglas. Mike Tyson is like five nine. Buster Douglas is like six five, right? Like, it, like th- it's not even that. This is the this is actually the reverse. And Buster Douglas was the champ, <laughs> right? And then Mike Tyson is way out of shape. Like this, this is like this is like the Tyson oh, that that uh Holyfield. Oh, like this is like Tyson after he came back and was just trying to get paid fighting. Like this, this is bad. And it's not even that. Like I don't even think Ruiz is that. Like that fight is always going to bother and pester me in my in my my uh love of Anthony Joshua because it's like nah. I totally brother, agree. I was like riding a Anthony Joshua high, and that happened. I was like. Mm. And then he didn't come over here to win it back. And then in the rematch, it wasn't like a clear light. It wasn't like, like I remember, and I had yeah. left the room. I had left the room uh, after it came down to Carbondale. And we were, we, we were standing like a Super 8. And um, I left the room to go to the car. And Haseem Rahman had knocked Lennox Lewis out, right? I was like, damn it, right? And <laughs> so, okay, I mean, Lennox Lewis, Lennox Lewis is a bad man, all right? Yes, he was. So the next fight, Lennox Lewis beat the brakes off of Haseem Rahman. It wasn't a question. You know what I'm saying? It was like, that was a fluke. He caught me. I'm going to show y'all it was a fluke. That's not what Joshua did to Ruiz in the right. rematch, right. right? So it's like you didn't go to him. All right. You didn't even go to America to fight him. But then when he had to come over there and fight you, you didn't even lay it on him, which is like, so Shuddy's in your head. Like, it's just, and again, I, I don't, I don't just bail out on my guys. I had an affinity for Anthony Joshua, which I still proclaim here, but he's questionable. But at least we feel the same where I have like no hope Wilder could beat Fury. I think Joshua could you have to have his best day, probably though. Best day. I, I think it's always a chance with the, the the. I think it's always a chance with Deontay Wilder can knock somebody out. I mean, well, outside of head. that, outside of the yeah. puncher's chance. I mean, it's more than that. I mean, I, I, it, you just don't know with that type of that type of strike force. That, that, that yeah. I'm with. No, I'm not. I'm putting my money definitely on Tyson Fury, but with a guy that can knock people out like that, it could happen at any time. And this is the division that it can happen in, right? True. Like, these giants are wailing on each other. See Kwame Brown punching a bounce of space by heavyweight. He comes back around. <laughs> Full circle, baby. Yeah, Let's get in the yeah. circle. Let's box. Let's go. 
<laughs> I, I listen, I look forward to it. These fights should happen more often for us old heads that enjoy boxing. You see how well uh, Dana uh, does with MMA. Um, it should boxing should be like that. Like we we shouldn't have to wait years and years to see these matches. And it's and the thing is this too. Like we love people enough that we'll still kind of buy your pay per views depending on, I mean, if you got knocked out by the dude that we was waiting to see you fight him, as long as it was really good and you can still be a, a top fight contender, we'll still right. buy your pay-per-views, you know what I'm saying? But so it's just, it's the, it, it's just the, the problem with the handlers and the management, and, you know what I'm saying? All those guys in boxing, but boxing, I know this is old. They definitely need some type of commission or they just need one person in charge of everything like the MMA. That would be great. That would be terrific. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to Or the be UFC is what I meant to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I mean, they, the, it'll never happen, to say the least. It's it's it's, it's just uh, me. But you're totally stuff. right. Like, I haven't been this hyped about a heavyweight like boxing fight. I guess the last one was Wilder Fury one. I don't think right. I've been that hyped since like Lewis Tyson. Probably. I and mean, that was this, not a fight that was like, oh man, these are the two in their primes. Like everyone knew Lewis was going to destroy Tyson. Right. That's a good one. I could have probably come up with two. I can't remember it right now, but it was guys that were like coming up. They were supposed to be the next guy and then they just got decimated. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, This one I was going to pay for. I don't know if I'm paying for Tyson Fury Wilder. I don't necessarily sitting right here, see that happening right now, you know, especially since they did it. They did it two times. And uh, one one time it was a draw, even though I'm sure a lot of people would say that uh, Wilder won that one. Uh, but the second time we knew that, we, that it was a clear conclusion uh, to to that fight, you know. So and then Wilder kind of kind of got weird on us a little bit with some of his reasons behind why it went that way. Uh, so it just, My costume it just was too just, heavy. Yeah, it just made you disinterested in the, the whole the whole giddy up moving forward. Um, and we want to get to what we, what we want to get to. And we have seen them fight twice already, even though usually in boxing you have a trilogy of guys have split or even the situation that you have with the two fights uh, prior with Josh and with Fury. But I like your theory. I like it, actually. I think it's very reasonable. Two guys. I mean, they still got to try to sell tickets for that fight. Yeah, they still have. Yeah, and it's still going to happen. You know, and it's probably oh, going to yeah. be more than one. They probably going. They probably may even do a two fight package, uh, but they still have to. And they mean. I mean, they what they're going to. But what's it? What's the Quigley? Whatever stadium Q two. Whatever's the huge. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's probably going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Well, they're going to sell that that joint out. So they. I mean, they're doing this for their country. You know what right. I'm saying? Like. Yeah. And build up that hype. If you have Fury Wilder, you know, that's only going to equal a larger payday for the next Joshua contender fight, especially but if they that need, they need to get these fights done. They're, lo- they're leaving money on the table. Yeah. These guys should be ca- cashing these checks. They should have all fought in each other by now. All right. At least one match. They should have all have fought. E- Listen, or at least we the only one we're waiting to see is. Is, is Fury uh, Joshua, but Wilder and Joshua have already met up. Like something, something should have happened already between these three. We've been watching these three for three and a half years right now. It sh- it should have happened already. Where it's it's I taking agree. too long, and none of these guys are spring chickens. And you need to get to the damn dollars. If the arbiter he's ruled, get this Wilder Fury fight on the books right now, so you can mm-hmm. start planning Fury Joshua or Wilder Joshua, whatever it's going to be after that. Totally, totally. And listen, we always appreciate it. 
Um, make sure you take care of yourself and that you're doing well with your mental and your physical. I need to do better with my physical, but I try to work on my mental a lot. You know, we all have darker days than usual and let myself know that's BS and focus, grind, you know, saying do what you need to do to stay in a, in a proper mental state. That's just the only thing I, I want to try to leave y'all with. Um, and it's not anything in particular, like us, I'm going through something or someone's going through something, but just in general, we don't talk about mental uh, health enough and just talk about our own issues. You know, since some days doesn't feel like other days and, you know, you got to pick yourself up. So just want to leave you on that note. Um, always be safe and uh, don't do anything stupid before you hear from us again.